Welcome to Therapist Off Script, a podcast designed with therapists in mind as we discuss all things psychotherapy practice, the good, the bad, and the truly mind-blowing adventures of being a therapist in process. Hang on as we dive deep, join together, and empower others for the journey of a lifetime. Are you good with the topic for tonight? Yeah. Okay. So I want to give a disclaimer. I'm still like very nasally. So my (laughs) voice is a little different and I might have to mute to cough and I'll try not to clear my throat too much. So, but I didn't want to miss tonight because we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. So, but authentically us therapists are humans too. Humans get sick. Therapists get sick. So I'm about 85% better. So I do not recommend COVID if anybody, <laughs> anybody offend, wants that option. <laughs> I think I might have had it back in like late 2019 when I first came back from Italy, but there was, we didn't know how to test for it back then. So at least I wasn't, I remember going to the doctor and them giving me a mask, but I didn't get a test or anything. And then whatever they gave me back then, it helped. Thankfully, I know a lot of people weren't as fortunate if I even had COVID and then go on vacation. And while we're on vacation in the Midwest, I come back with an uninvited guest mm-hmm. of COVID. And yeah, it's not a fun thing to do. It like completely knocked me out, which made me think of today's topic being session. So we're do session structure and pacing, but also when the therapist is out or sick, and I did both, I was out, I took a week vacation, and then I had to reduce my scheduling the next week. And then I'm on day 11 of COVID. But definitely so grateful. I'm not where I was on day like two and three. And then also like the summer session shuffle. Mm, It's hard to say. It's like Sally sold seashores by by the shore or something like that. She sells seashells by the seashore. There you go. Yes. There's like a second part to it too, but I don't remember. Something about Sally, right? And yeah, so we'll just kind of like see where the session, the session, the podcast (laughs) episode takes us. I had no sessions today. I don't know why I'm saying session, but because (laughs) I'm so hung up on the S's probably. Now every single word we say has to start with an S. (laughs) satisfactory (laughs) welcome to therapist off script we are two therapists jen and alex in the mental health and wellness space coming together from different points in our profession to unlock the world of healing arts and all that it holds of being a psychotherapist in practice regardless of where we are in the process while we are therapists this podcast is not meant to be therapy or supervision Should we mention clients, we are committed to safeguarding our client confidentiality. Please know that information presented here is intentionally de-identified with details changed and are often a representation of common challenges we witness within the struggles of life and simply being a human. Come spend time with us as we show up as unapologetically us. We are Therapist Off Script. 
Okay. So from your experience with scheduling, there's an S word for you, session scheduling. What kind of things do you think of? Especially me, my work-life balance. I very much value ending no later than seven, six thirty or seven. Um, so at my in-person job, I end at six thirty, so that I'm home by seven, and then when I'm home, no sessions later than seven, right. and absolutely no weekends. I think I, <laughs> to this day, I think I have made two exceptions. Good. Two. That's it. Yeah. One, when I was at my first associate position and I'm still with that client today. And then one was actually with that family, the very last session, because there was no other spot that I could put them. And I felt like, you know what, like this is a, that's meaningful to bend my boundary a little bit for this case, but it has, it takes a lot to get me to bend my boundaries as far as that goes. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, remember yeah. I remember when we would finish the podcast because we record in the evenings on Monday, you would hop off and go straight into a session. So that was that one session, which eventually evolved into what, an earlier session then? No, that was, no, that was a different couple that oh. I still see, but on Wednesdays. So okay. I see Wednesday six to seven rather than Monday six to seven. So now since they moved and they actually asked me, but I was going to ask them to move. And then they brought it up first. Like, yes, I can absolutely do that. Check. So, yeah. And now I just don't schedule anybody after, after Monday. So I'm either done at six if we don't do podcast recording or I'm done at whatever we're done with podcast recording. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's one thing. Also, like when I start my start time because I do go to the gym in the morning and I want to make sure that like I can do all of that because there's no other place for me to put that there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to go to the gym after doing all of the therapy sessions plus I don't like I like the wind down routine that I've got so basically those are my boundaries I fit therapy into my life that has already been established mm-hmm. and if I don't have something available I don't have something available sorry Yeah, that's a a hard lesson for a lot of people. They, in the beginning, you'll do it like once or twice, you'll bend your availability. And usually 99.9% of the time, you usually regret it. And so you want to just be able to design your life, sorry, your career around your life, not your life around your career. So your schedule is the core. And the clients, just like a medical office, like I have Monday at four or I have Wednesday at two, which would you prefer? Mm -hmm. And that's it. Like that, that's the availability that I have. And if the client is not able to accommodate that or fit into that or adapt, then that's not your client, then make a referral. You know, you're not even obligated to make the referral, but I usually do. I I shift into getting them to someone that's going to be a better fit for them. So like you, I also, I usually start about 10. And if I don't have someone in my 10 o'clock slot, I can guarantee you I'm going to be celebrating because I don't like starting till 11, but I'll start at 10 comfortably, but I'm not a morning person. I love how you schedule yours a little later so you can get your workout because that's so vitally important just to keep us optimized so that we can show up for our clients and our own, like be present in our own life, right? So I'll go at 10. I break from one to three. 
So I have a two hour gap where I can run to the grocery store. I can go grab a coffee, you know, just various things. I can go to an appointment if, if I have an appointment for myself, which usually I schedule my day offs anyway. So one to three, and then I start back up at three, which is actually a phone session. Currently, I do twice a week with one particular person and at three o'clock, Tuesday and Thursday, that's a phone session. So it's like a kind of like an ease into it. It's not where I have to be live. And then I work, I don't work any later than seven, but just like the beginning of the day, if there's not someone in there at that six to seven slot, I'm celebrating. (laughs) So, but I put buffers the 10 a.m. to 11 and the 6 to 7, so that if I have a client that needs a session, I can pop them into one of those, the beginning of the day or the end of the day slots. So a way to be a little flexible for my clients. I'm off on Monday and Friday. And of course, as a psychotherapist, off, (laughs) it doesn't really mean off. It just means I'm not seeing clients on those days and I'm doing documentation so I'm catching up on my progress notes if I haven't been able to catch up or stay stay up to date on my progress notes. Every Friday, I'm done with my progress notes because I don't want to go into the weekend with progress note weight on my shoulders. I do billing. Sometimes I'll go to the grocery store on those days. If I'm all caught up on Friday, then it's like an extra day for me. It's like a three-day weekend, you know? I'll do admin work. And now that I have my group practice, I'm also billing for my employees. And then. I'm like you too. Like it took me a while to get to that where I was designing my my career around my life and not my life around my career. So I highly recommend doing that right from the get-go. So because that's burnout prevention, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think about when I when that clicked, because I feel like I went into that first associate position. I went in with that already, those boundaries set. Mm-hmm. And then right before that, I mean, I was hired, technically I was hired before I even graduated. So I already had those boundaries set. Mm-hmm. I think like, yeah, I was pretty good about not even doing homework and stuff on weekends or super late with the exception of maybe the last semester, <laughs> but there was a lot of other like personal life stuff going on. So I didn't really have a choice. So, and then before that, you know what it was, it was because of my, uh, the tutoring company that I was at Mm -hmm. before I went to grad school that I had to work weekends in order to get the the students because that's when they were available like after school and on weekends. And I was like, I'm not doing this again. Mm -hmm. So that's what it was. Because I've already done that, like I've done my time or whatever, paid my dues. That's the phrase I was looking for. No, 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 I'm not doing that. So, and I clearly, I have a full schedule, probably more full than it should be. Well, no, I have space at the moment, but it's about to be filled up. I have no problem getting clients because the population that I work with, they don't have school or they don't have extracurricular activities. So that helps. Or look at the teens that are in the IOP or PHP program. They're not in school because they're doing the program. So, right, right. And then again, at the program, my hours on my hours, like 10 to 6 30, I'm out. Other than mm-hmm. that, right, right. I love that. Or 12 uh, to 4. 
it emphasizes also like the the schedules that we set and what we set may be different for a different person because maybe they love to work to nine o'clock or maybe they like working at eight o'clock in the morning. So you, every single person has to decide what schedules can work for them. What I took into account when I was doing my 10 to six, seven is my time and energy and when my peaks and my valleys are. And I know like when I'm at my prime, And when I can truly optimize that time, and am I going to optimize it for my clients or myself, you know, so I was taking that in consideration. And then when I dip down, that's when I need to have like clients that are not as intensive and I'm able to, you know, show up for them fully. And so more optimized time is I'm showing up for more demanding clients. So, and I think every client's more demanding in the very beginning because they're coming in and there's a reason for them coming in. And then it kind of like, it tapers off. And so. Right. Plus you also got to do all the, like the intake assessment stuff that. It's busy. Regardless mm-hmm. of the client. Yeah. Adds stuff to your plate. Yeah. And then my preference is to not see more than six clients in a day, but I've been known to see up to nine. And it just depends on the person. Some people, and I'm more zombie brained when I get to that. Oh my God, pause for a second. I'm more zombie brained after nine clients, but six is like my sweet spot, you know, five or six and I'm good. Yeah. My Wednesdays lately have been 11 hours nonstop, but I have the, the 10 minute break in between that I take full advantage of. And again, because all the clients are different. Mm-hmm. I don't try to do that. Usually I try to schedule like an hour break, but I know that like, if I need to re, if I need to reschedule a client, I could put them there and I'll be okay, but it's not, but even still like it, instead of 11 hours, it's nine, but it lately has been 11. <laughs> right. And then with summer currently, I could, I could go nine clients, especially cause I, I work one day in the office And Mm -hmm. I want to maximize that day. And so sometimes I'm seeing nine clients in a day, but I have that two hour break, which allows me to do that. Plus summer, the sun is out longer. And so I find that when I leave the office at say seven o'clock, even eight o'clock, sometimes depending, that's like the latest I'll work. I'm still energized. I'm still able to like take, I find that I'm energized as I'm walking out of the office, down the stairs to my car. I take like a five minute, just you know, just a breather. And then I'm like, okay, cool. All right. Heading home. And I'm fully present when I get home. So there's been times in the past where I was like booked back to back to back, like nine clients a day, eight to nine clients a day. And I was driving home a zombie brain. You know, I just couldn't think I got home. I wasn't present. And so it's really important to pay attention. How do you feel after the day? And is it, is it consecutive each time you have that many clients in a day? If it is, that might be something you need to like shift. And it could also depend on the clients that you have during those blocks too. If you have more intensive clients or more demanding clients and demanding, I'm not saying in a negative sense, I'm just saying like there's a lot of stuff going on and you're really like working within that session and they are too, then that could impact as well. So just really paying attention to how you feel afterwards. Yeah. And then if you're an introvert versus an extrovert or ambivert, you know, if you're an introvert, you may have more, you may be in the happy zone of seeing five to six. If you're an extrovert and you get your energy from being around others, then you might be okay with eight to nine clients in the day. So, and that could fluctuate through the seasons of the therapist too. So, 
So do you want to go into like your typical session pacing and like what the, have you found like a rhythm in your sessions? Yeah. So I usually start with just a general check-in, like how did the week go? If they had like an activity or a homework assignment to do, check in about that, discuss any barriers if they didn't end up doing it or they struggled. And then if there's anything pressing that they wanted to talk about, or if we were good to just pick up where we left off as far as whatever our therapeutic goals are. Um, And then I keep an eye on the clock. And depending on the client, when that's again, like another depending on the client thing, either I need to start wrapping up at like 10 minutes before we're supposed to end or five minutes. I'm going to say like with like 90% of my clients, I end on time or within a couple minutes. I think there's maybe one or two clients that no matter how much I try, like we always end on the, like the hour mark. Well, okay. But they're also my last client of the night for that reason. So that if we do go over, then it's not the end of the world. But I also, that also is motivating for me. Like, nope, I'm done. Like, this is the end. We got to go. So that kind of helps both of us in that case. Yeah. And then, yeah, checking in whatever like the homework assignment is for the following week for the clients that actually that ask for it, make sure that we end on that. And then looking forward to hearing how the week went when I see you next and confirming the next session, because usually it's the same, but sometimes it's different. And even when it's the same, I still just out of habit confirm the next session regardless. Very cool. I'm very similar. Before I go into a session, I'll look at my progress note. Mm-hmm especially the plan section and the intervention, because I use GURP, so G, go, G goal, intervention, response, and then plan. I'll look at the interventions. What did we cover last session? So that I have that reminder to be able to ask how it went, like, because usually there'll be an activity assigned and the client is generating that activity through discussion, something that's going to naturally integrate into their life versus here, do this worksheet, you know, like very rarely will I hand a client a worksheet unless they are specifically asking for worksheets, right? And then I look at the plan, like what, like I said, what, what they were supposed to be working on. So that takes me maybe 30 seconds to a minute before the session. And I run 50, I'll start tying up at a session at the 50 minute mark. And usually it'll go to about 53, 54. And during that time, like I'm scheduling, we're tying up, we're debriefing all of that. And then that gives me time to like run to the bathroom, grab a snack, look at the next client's chart before they come in. I just think it makes for a better session. And that progress note really serves me in that sense, right? I'll even do like bullet points with the interventions. In my note, I'll write specific interventions and then it'll be bullet points like acceptance and commitment therapy covered, you know, XYZ, DBT covered, wise mind, you know, for example. And then in the plan, I'll do bullet points also. So it's a real quick, just visual, just look real quick. And then it that, that way it serves me. And then I also, like you, I opening, engage, there's a little bit of small talk. And usually in that time, I'll find a thread that will tie into the treatment plan of what they're being treated for. And so from there, we're able to just take off from that. So the thread. That is why I do that. And yeah, I forgot about the checking the note from before. Basically, like, especially if it's through simple practice. So when I click on the video link and it opens it up in a new tab, 
And then while I, while that's loading or letting me in and the client in, then I open up the note and yeah, it doesn't take much to like, just look at the, oh yeah, previous note. That's what, cause it's up and you see the bottom. So yeah. I use simple practice or using simple practice also. For, for the VA slash private pay job. Yes. The IOP PHP job, they use what's called EHR your way. That's the VA one, right? No, that's the, the intensive outpatient partial hospitalization. Oh, okay. Now, the VA one uses simple practice. I really like simple practice. And okay. the process technically is no different between the two. But simple practice is much more aesthetically pleasing than the other one. And so it's less motivating for me to do my notes right when the session ends. Yeah. <laughs> So I still do it occasionally. There's always one client that like, oh yeah, I still need to put their notes in. Like I'll make, I have email drafts on the encrypted email that I just like, okay, the initials and those dates, that way I can go back and do the note eventually. But I just have to be in the mood to look at basically nothing. And it's not much different. It's still the same color scheme. It's just, I don't know. I have no logic here. It's just me being. Yeah, I definitely prefer simple practice. I've used therapy notes. I don't like it. It doesn't work with my brain. For my Kaiser Permanente clients, I use their platform and it's chunky, chunky, whatever the word is. And it like, it's clunky. clunky. And it takes, and it's see a C word. Today, today's episode is about S and C words. Today's episode <laughs> has been brought to you by the letter S, S and C. <laughs> I love that. But it takes forever and I get frustrated when I'm writing the notes on there. I, I do like on there, they have like check boxes that I can go in and then I write my expansion note from there. But I also like I'll download that note and I'll put it in their simple practice because I keep notes on the Kaiser, even though it's stored on their EHR on mine, just in case I ever stop. I have records, which is completely fine. But when I pull up their record, it I'm not able to like as quickly like scan it. I have to like find the sections. So, and then, so, so for timing wise, I have a 30 minute and a 50 minute like snapshot. And we'll do the 50 minute one. I'll just share my screen real quick. Let me just make sure I don't have anything on my screen. Yeah, good to go. For those of y'all who are listening I'll try to like explain it as best as possible because so, you all won't have the visual. So this is a 50-minute session. Technically, it's 60 because I'm including 10 minutes at the end for documentation up to 10 minutes. And like I said, I try to get to that 50-minute and then three to four minutes afterwards. So I usually about 53, 54 minutes as I'm ending, which is a 90837 for our CPT codes or procedural codes. Um, so session opening, build rapport and engage, five minutes to grab my thread to know what we're going to be talking about that day, review and focus, client check-in, any new developments, review previous assignments, which is what you were talking about, set the theme for the session, which is the thread, tie into treatment goals, and that's going to take about 10 minutes. So we're at 15 minutes now. And then the next stage is the active therapy of about 25 minutes. When I was first starting as a therapist, I'm like, how am I going to fill a session? What if there's silence? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I am no face longer the like silence. That. There's face. another expert. Yeah. Would you say face the silence? 
that embrace the silence. And there's another S word. Yes. Yes. And then you've got, so it's 25 minutes. So now we're at 40 minutes. I'm doing my math, right? And then we're going to do a session debrief. So there's a time where it like flips over once the active is now done. We're going to debrief. I'm going to get their feedback. How was the session for you? What are the things that stood out for you? What between now and the next time I see you is going to be beneficial? There's a variety of questions I asked during that time. And then we're going to plan the next weekly focus and activities that they're going to be focusing on during the next time until I see them. That's about five minutes. So we're at 45 minutes. And then wrap it up and book the next session. We're now at 50 minutes. They walk out the door, 53, 54 minutes. And then I'm going to complete my documentation with up to 10 minutes. Usually I have the best of intentions to complete my documentation. Usually I'm sitting on a Friday completing all my documentation. No lie. (laughs) With the exception of Yeah, with the exception of my Kaiser Permanente, because I have to have it in their system within 24 hours. And so usually after I log off, I will take those six minutes or 10 minutes and do my note during that time. So something that is very helpful, we've talked about in the past, the relaxed meditation, that timer app with the the wonderful B-I-R-D-S's, the birds that you do not care for. Have you ever heard of TimeCube? maybe so time cube they have they're a cube and it changes colors and it's set for different sessions so you've got like a 30 a 45 a 50 a 60 minute session and some of the cubes like they have like different durations and you set it before the session and it changes from one color to another color to the final color and that will visually show you that the session's about done, time to wrap up, and then the session is done. And so it's a way to like naturally have the client regulate themselves on how much time is left. I'm actually an affiliate for them. And so I'll put in my link in the show notes. So because I just it's it's a wonderful tool. So perfect. Yes. That sounds more right. Like up my alley. <laughs> The time cube versus the the auditory. I still love the auditory though. So just not without not with the birds for you. Correct. Just the bunnies. I wonder if they have bunny sounds. I know you love bunnies. Bunnies don't really make so- well, they make like occasional like weird little gulp sounds when they're drinking and yeah, when they're eating. And then the loudest sound I think. Oh, no, they do growl if they're really mad. We heard Joyce do that once at the vet. (laughs) But the loudest besides that is when they thump. They thump their hind legs when they're upset or frustrated or scared or just, in her case, has an attitude. Literally, was thumping like twice during a session. I was like, you have food. You have water. I'm here. You're not like, I don't know what you want. And she's like staring at me like, Mm -hmm. probably treats. It's not time yet. You got to wait an hour. So. We heard Joyce. Do you want to tell the name of your other bunny? Yes, it's Hopper. And the inspiration from that? Stranger Things. Okay. (laughs) Hopper kind of blends in with the... Yeah, but I can see the white. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're your little buddy buddy bunnies. There's the B word. They're bunnies. (laughs) They're bunnies. Okay, so I just had this flash of like you have Joyce and Hopper. As a children's book for therapy. (laughs) So if you ever have a creative streak, you'll have to do that. 
That's fun. Acceptance and commitment therapy bunnies. Yep. There was a person and she's passed now, which is so very sad. It was Act Auntie. Have you ever heard of her? Mm -mm. She did some wonderful and they're bunny like drawings, like illustrations for acceptance and commitment therapy. And she's got like the hexaflex of psychological flexibility, like the weather, the blue sky. Are you seeing them online? Act Auntie. So like... I was so very sad to hear that she had passed. So she did some wonderful work and I've used her materials quite often. So it makes it. I like it. Yeah. It makes acceptance commitment therapy very understandable. She had like a a true gift of translating like this knowledge into very understandable pieces for clients and illustrations. I'm a very visual person. So. Hmm. Yeah, I love it. I like it. All right, let's go into the summer slash holiday session shuffle. So some therapists will want to adjust their schedule, especially if they're seeing children, to be able to see children earlier in the day, whereas some therapists are like, I'm just going to keep it as it is before they were getting out from school because I don't want to have to adjust back, and so I'm just going to keep it very consistent. It'll vary person to person on which route or which path you want to travel with that. Another factor is when it comes to fall, for example, I have some teens that are graduating high school and they're going to be heading off to college in the fall. And so that's something that I'm keeping my eye on. And then vacations during the summer. So you want to kind of, I'm going to cough again. I'm going to say it. Really trying to get through. I'm like all hot and everything. What was I talking about? With uh, the vacations, you want to plan ahead because the spring and the fall, your clients are going to be a little like heavier coming in and more usually more consistent. In the summer and during the holidays, we've talked about this before, usually they'll be a little more, I don't know if the right term is flaky or not consistent because they have other obligations that they're focused on. And plus during the summer, you've got the sun shining, you've got fun things happening. And so clients are like, well, I don't really prioritize mental health right now because I'm feeling good, you know? And so as a therapist, you kind of want to really like take advantage of this fall and the spring and plan for a lighter time during the summer and the holiday so that you too can take some mental health time away because clients aren't going to be as heavy usually during the summer. So it's not the what's the term? It's not the rule. It's the exception or vice versa. It's not the exception. It's the rule. So it's not always like that. It depends on the clients and what they're being treated for. So, but just something worth mentioning again. And then what I'm finding is some of my clients are starting to drop off now. And so I'm kind of processing because right now my clients, they'll have like Tuesday at 11 or Tuesday and Thursday at three. I see you every single week or every other week, or once a month, I see you on Wednesdays at 12. And then like, I'll put all my monthly clients, the ones I see because they've, they're doing really well and they're just in maintenance now. Wednesdays at 12 is that slot. And I'll rotate the clients that only have once a month to that slot, right? However, some of my clients are dropping off. So I'm wondering if I should leave some of the slots free and then just book as it's available for new clients coming in versus a guaranteed session that they get. Because what disadvantage that can happen is if you have 
every Tuesday at 11, you have that slot. Well, what if the client is going away for vacation? You're not going to put another client in that spot because the the client's coming back. So you don't want to like mess up the scheduling, you know, but what that means is you're not going to have a client for those two weeks when they're gone. And so I'm considering keeping some slots open and just booking as available for any new clients coming in. So I don't know. How do you do it? Do you do like rotating like every Wednesday at whatever time you have a client or do you also do you do like floating schedule or do you do like a hybrid of that? Like what hap- what works for you? Kind of a hybrid just because again, it's like a depending on the client thing. And I try to accommodate, I try to accommodate all of my clients within reason because at first Very I good. accommodate myself. So but like, I mean, for me, again, because of my schedule, the way that it is and the population that I work with, well, at one of the jobs, the IOP and PHP job, my hours are my hours, regardless of what I'm doing, whether I'm seeing individual clients or leading groups or there's one time so far I was in a group or I was supposed to be leading a group, but we only had one particular patient in that program and they had another meeting. so okay, I don't have a group. Cool. But at my other job, because I work with adults, most of them are actually retired because they're older and they're veterans. They don't have anything to do. So my sessions, like my schedules pretty much stay the same with the exception of maybe a few clients here and there, which makes it easier to reschedule when needed. Mm -hmm. I just keep things as close to the same as possible, Mm -hmm. regardless of the time of year. Yeah. I'm thinking I want to do a hybrid. Like I at least want to try it out and and see how it goes as like a buffer for the summer and the holidays. We'll see how it goes. I've never, I've never really like truly like tried it that way before. And then there's also like self-scheduling, which I've never tried, nor do I have an inclination to actually open up that option. I, my mind goes to a lot of therapists do, and they do it successfully where like simple practice, they can go in and they can self-schedule. I just find that some clients are can be technologically challenged with that or everything else is a priority and they're going to put themselves last. The way I do it is I schedule at the end of every session because that way they've got that commitment and they're going to be coming back. Otherwise, I feel like there's going to be a lot of like just drop offs. So but that could just be my fear talking too. so it just it works for me. And then the disclaimer with the scheduling that we're talking about, this is taking into consideration that you actually have control of your schedule. Some people do not have control of their schedules and the practice is going to book the clients for you. Um, I know in a previous private practice that I was with, fresh, freshly licensed, I would go in and it was a paper-based planner. <laughs> they didn't have simple practice. We had all paper-based everything. And I would go in and we shared like a planner and they, I would go in and I would mark because we had different rooms. And so each column was a different room for a different day, right? And so I would go in and mark like I'm available from 10 to 3. And the person, the intake coordinator would go in and schedule those sessions for me, at least the initial ones. And then at the end of every session, I would go and look at that planner of my availability and I'd release it every month ahead. Right. And I would go in with my client and I would schedule their next session with the slots that I had available. So they got what they got. So really I've done like kind of a hybrid in the past and it worked well. So maybe it's time for me to bring that back. 
Yeah. And then of course, considering if you're seeing clients every week in the beginning of treatments, the best case scenario every week. However, sometimes like most recently I've had like a client transition to every other week. And so while I didn't have an every week session slot available, I had an every other week. And for clients who had more minimal needs that were doing overall, okay, just need a little bit of help. I would put them in the every other week yep. and I would rotate them with the other person. That and I do. I have a couple that do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if that person, the first person graduated out, then I would offer them that weekly slot instead. So, um, and then the monthly clients too. So it just depends with that. And then in-person telehealth or a hybrid version. So when I intake a client, I'll ask, are you open to both in-person and telehealth or like a combination of the two? And if they say yes, then I know that's a client for me because once a month, like I'll just do all complete telehealth, no in-person, but usually on Thursdays I'm doing in-person, but just once, once a week per month, I stay home and that's just for me. Right. And so I want to make sure that the clients that I'm bringing in with me are okay doing both hybrid and telehealth. And that works too, if like they're sick and we can flip over to Zoom. I use Zoom for healthcare. Or if I'm sick, like what happened recently when I went on vacation for a week and then I came back with my uninvited guest of COVID, I flipped. So I minimized my schedule the second week, just the clients I knew that needed me more or I, that I was able to work around. So I saw them and then we all went, we went completely zoom because I wasn't going to expose them to COVID. So, and then this week is going to be my first week back into the office. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think I like the, the, I guess, yeah, the rotating on and off, whatever it is, every other week sessions. Um, I won't do every other week with the client unless it's in a slot that already is in every other week because I don't want to have my entire schedule like every other week and right gives me swapping back and forth. I just don't need to deal with the hassle. And if you don't, if you can't accommodate that, then I'm not the therapist for you. Mm-hmm. I'm usually yeah. able to. I actually I don't think I've ever not been able to accommodate it. So it works out so far. But because of that, I'm able to hold those boundaries and I have no qualms about doing so. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like to group the every, every other weeks or the months together, because then I always have a guarantee that there's a, someone in that slot, you know? And so that's just something I've learned to do over time. When I was reducing my caseload last week, when I was sick, I had my inner critic coming out, you know, battling, you know, but I needed to take care of myself. And so I had to put it down, but my defenses were definitely down Mm -hmm. within my, you know, weighing the cost and benefits of, you know, reducing. And I I cut it pretty much in half, if not less, because I needed to really guard my energy to get better. So like I said, I'm about 85% now. So, and then with vacation, a side note, like I informed my clients about a month ahead that I was going on vacation. And my Thursday in-person clients, half of them were trying to come to session, even though I had informed them 30 days ahead. And then every week leading up to my vacation, I had people texting me like, I'm in, I'm in the waiting room. And I'm like, well, I'm not there. <laughs> they they all took it very well, but that's just, we're creatures of habit and they're just so used to every Thursday at like three o'clock, they're showing up, you know, or four o'clock they're showing up. So 
we got a lot of giggles out of that. So one of them was like, I'm just sitting in the room listening to the music. And I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not there. I'll see you next week. So I love my clients though. So something I'll do. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I love my clients. I second that. And I think that's what helps not feel one of the many things that keeps me from burning out. I actually genuinely like all of my clients, even the ones that are hard to work with. And even my caseload. Well, I think maybe it's just because of the caseload that I have. My supervisor told me like, this is way back. She's like, you know, in my many years of my career, I could probably count on one hand how many clients are like, on my radar that I really need to like watch or worry about. And like half of your caseload is now on my radar. I'm like, yeah, actually it was probably more than half. Like I just, <laughs> thank you universe. So, who you know, that's, that's fun. But because of that, I guess it, one, it makes me a stronger clinician because if I can handle all the things that were thrown at me when I was just a little baby associate, which I still technically am. Sure. I've stopped asking the universe, like, what, what more can you throw at me? Because <laughs> I don't want to know at this point. I'm good. But I have empathy for every single one of my clients. Even the most challenging ones to find empathy for, I'm always able to find something. And that little, one of my professors called it an empathy nugget. That little empathy nugget, as small as it is or as large as it is, is what keeps me connected and going and enjoying thoroughly, genuinely enjoying what I do with every single mm-hmm. one of my clients. Yeah. And that's one reason why I screen so like intensely to make sure that the clients I'm bringing in, that I can actually do good work with them. However, I have found that in the past when I've had a very challenging client where I'm like, I don't know if I can work with them. I don't know that I'm the best therapist for them. And I stuck it out a little bit and I grabbed the tools that I needed to and did consultations. Those were some of my best clients because we had to like dig our our feet in the ground, whatever that saying is, and like really do the work. And it stretched me and grew me in ways that I wouldn't have been, wouldn't have gone otherwise. So, but I truly like every client I bring in, I feel like I'm bringing them in under my wing and like, we're doing good work together. So Going back to scheduling, what I find that helps me, I know we're running out of time. What helps me is I have a master calendar and I, so similar to the days of the paper-based planner, but I converted it over. I'll go in and I'll block out my availability a month ahead. I do a month at a time, 10 to six, 10 to seven, whatever it is. I make those those color-coded green and I write session available on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. When I, at the end of the session, sometimes I'll even put like session available. And then in parentheses, I'll put the client's name because I can like search where I wanted to put them, right? Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'd be a little flexible and find a different slot for them. But 90% of the time, knock on wood, it's working. Once I move, yes, I've confirmed that session, that session slot's going to work for them. I change the color and I actually will put, if it's a Zoom, I'll put the Zoom link in and I'll I'll make that their session. And if it's Zoom or if it's in person, right? So it'll be like purple for self, myself pays and blues for my insurances. So I'll put their name and then I'll put the payment source in the, the descriptor line so that I know where I'm billing for them. 
And then they also get a simple a simple practice EHR notification. So because what every Friday I go in and I take my master calendar and I convert it over to my simple practice and then they get notifications there. So but that works for me so that I can visually see a month at a time where I'm going to be putting all my clients for scheduling. So. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I think we've got everything. Is there anything that you wanted to add? Mm, oh, what to do when therapist is sick. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? We yeah. didn't talk about that, but yeah, absolutely. It goes right along with what we were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. I guess I haven't really, I don't know. Let's see. What do I do? I usually, my philosophy is if I don't have a massive headache and I don't have, I haven't lost my voice, I'm still going to work because I'm remote. And even at the the IOP PHP job, they want the associates to be there in person, but the times where like I shouldn't be in person, like I'm alive and functioning, but don't want to get everybody else sick. So I got cleared to do things virtually. So I'm still able to work, but if I have, yeah, if I have a massive headache and I'm, I need to go to sleep or if I literally can't talk, which so far that one has not happened. The headache. not totally. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I feel like depending on the client or depending on the situation, if we're able to reschedule or just, we just skip the week. Um, right. I haven't been in a situation where I've needed to be gone for an extended amount of time. And I as an associate, technically my clients are my supervisor's clients. So I guess they would be the backup, but I haven't been in that situation and I'm hoping to never end up in that situation, but I probably should know what to do in that case. Yeah. I've had it. Okay. So normally I do a 24 hour cancellation and if they cancel past that, they're responsible for the fee, but I also hold myself responsible for that. But we are also human there was one time where I was filling up my diffuser with a peppermint because I happened to have a headache that day. It wasn't a migraine. It was a headache. So I was okay to still meet. I took my jug to like fill the diffuser on my bathroom floor and I stepped down and I slipped and my feet went up above my head and I came down kind of like ice where like in the, you know, like the ice storms where you fall and it hurts your back. It took me months to recover from that fall. So I'm laying on my back in pure pain, like I can't breathe. And I like rolled over to like the child pose and I didn't have my phone on me, but I had my Apple watch. And so I, no one was home, but I was able to use my Apple watch and call my daughter and say, I need help. And she happened to be pulling up into the driveway. And so she got my phone for me. So we're talking about like three minutes before a session and I'm texting a client and saying, and then you have to know, do you, how much do you self-disclose? You know, so there's different continuum on that. You have to choose for yourself, but my clients and I like, we're, we get very good and rapport is very excellent in my opinion. I would just tell them what happened. I tell them what, so I was like, Hey, I am currently laying on my back in, in excruciating pain. I am okay. Cause I don't want to put that on them, that bag, you know, wait, I'm okay. However, I'm not going to be able to attend the session today. Can we reschedule once I'm able to get to my calendar? Everyone was completely understanding that day. It, it took me a, like a week before I could even sit with, I mean, I still had pain, but so there's, there's an example. I wasn't sick, but I was injured. Right. 
maybe you're driving out. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're driving to the office and you get in a car accident, like things happen. And as long as you're willing to give grace to the client, they're, they're more than willing to give grace to you. As long as you usually are not canceling, I don't cancel like you, unless I am like truly like in bed, I can't get up, which knock on wood rarely happens. It did happen with COVID or I don't have a voice or I get these migraine headaches. And especially if I'm doing zoom and like I have light sensitivities with it. And even then sometimes I'll show up for, for, you know, for clients. So it just depends, but peppermint in my diffuser, even though it was the culprit of me falling helps me tremendously when I have those migraines. So not a medical doctor. However, I find that it helps me. Yeah. So, you know, just give grace where grace is given and vice versa is what I would say. So do you do the whole alternate therapist thing then or not? Uh, Okay. So if I'm going to be away on vacation, I'll get a colleague to stand in for me if there's an emergency. Okay. With my supervisees, I'll have a licensed professional who's able to supervise, stand in for my supervisees. Like this person is available if you need them. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. I haven't needed either case before. No, right. take that back. There was one client who was a higher need and I was taking two weeks off. This is years ago. And I had a colleague see them for those two weeks because they needed help. And I didn't feel good leaving, but I needed to leave because we need our vacations. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, things could vary. So do what works for you. We're all learning, continuously learning. If you mess up pretty bad, just learn from it and do better, you know? So, yeah, that's all I got to say. How about you? Seems reasonable to me. <laughs> we'll probably decide on the topic the day of again. Probably. You know, honestly, that's kind of what I was intending this to be anyway, right? Like off script, you don't have time to prepare. If yeah. a session, or if a topic a session. Ha! Damn you. If a topic <laughs> needs to be revisited, then we revisit it in a later episode. Yeah. So plus it gives us like flexibility if there's something current day happening, like these last two sessions or Last two episodes, there's been something happening. The the last one was because I had the fire within me. And this one is because I went on vacation, then I had COVID, which prompted the scheduling. So yeah, it works. It it makes it relevant and allows it to be fashion filled, not fashion filled. So I mean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I will see you later. Sounds good. Feel better. Thank you. Bye. If you'd like to hear more, please do not forget to like and subscribe on your favorite platform. You can learn more about us at therapistoffscript.com or by visiting us on Instagram at therapistoffscript. We welcome connections, comments, and feedback. Or to simply say hi. By engaging with us on Instagram or through our website. Thanks for spending time with us today where we dive deep, join together, and empower others. We are Therapists Offscript. Be sure to check out our show notes for links and resources shared within this episode.